For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com. Well, welcome to the Angie Spoke podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the changing tides of social media and what it means for us as entrepreneurs and humans alive today in a post-pandemic world navigating an increasingly online and digital culture. I don't think there's a topic that you and I discuss more than social media and particularly marketing, right? So I think this is going to be a super interesting podcast. (laughs) A little bit worried about it, but go ahead. Well, we don't always agree, but we both agree that this is like an increasingly important thing that we have to talk about all the time. And I just, for the context for listeners, I want to give the context that we're recording this in mid-July 2021, because social media is an ever-changing, fluid situation. You know, this is the reality that we're perceiving at this moment in time, and things might be different even by the time this episode comes out, or if you're listening to this six months from now. We might be in a different landscape, but I doubt it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the changes that we're seeing, how we're navigating those. And we have some disagreements about the impact on our culture. Yes. Do you want to start with Mark Manson first, or do you want to go with the Instagram updates? Yeah, I think we should start with kind of the updates to Instagram because that's framing the whole conversation. So essentially about a month ago, Instagram announced that it's no longer primarily a photo sharing platform and it's now a video sharing platform and in particular a short form video sharing platform where reels on Instagram are increasingly prioritized as Instagram is very much working to compete with TikTok. Yeah. And I, we heard the news and read all the things and we just kind of, I felt like just sort of shell-shocked, like just sort of sat there like, oh my God, what does this mean for our business? How do we show up? I love photography. I like Instagram because of what it is, not the videos. I don't enjoy the videos as much. Now I've gone down a few rabbit holes, admittedly, you know, on TikTok and Reels, but I really like still photos and the captions, like what it originally was. Apparently I'm like in dinosaur ages 
And we have to come to terms with what personally, what the changes are, but also like business wise, how do we now do social media marketing? Because that is changing quickly. Yes. And I just, I want to say that, you know, social media is not my favorite thing. I love studying it. I love understanding it, but I don't love personally to spend my time there. I, I love it sort of as an academic exercise, understanding what's going on and how people in our society interact with it. And so to me, this is so hard because we have primarily outsourced, you know, to other members on our team, our social presence for the last little while. And I think with the announcement from Instagram that basically reels are where it's at, that's going to be harder and harder for you and I to basically hand off to another person to do because we have to show our little faces a little bit more than we're used to. And I think that that to me is just like, it took me a month of just kind of being really upset and frustrated to kind of come to terms with that reality. But that's what it is. Like video marketing is what's effective right now, unless you want to spend a ton of extra money. And even though I don't love that as a trend, and even though I don't personally want to spend my time hanging out, you know, in front of my phone camera, like that's just what's working right now. And as a business owner and an entrepreneur, I think part of your responsibility is to be paying attention to these trends and then adapting to them. Yes. (laughs) I totally agree with you. We just... That's part of us just sitting there after the announcement, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Because it was so easy just to get someone else to do it. The reality, there's like this like tension between like, I don't want to have to go into video, but I do want my business to grow, our business to grow. I do want to reach the right people. Does that mean I need to go on video? Like what? Why? Like, I I feel like the the word I keep coming to is puppet. Like, this is what you're going to do now, Sandy. Jenny, this is what you're going to do. And like, there's this larger, you know, big tech companies that play dictating how we have to market our company. And that like, initially, there is a whole lot of resentment about that. Yeah, resistance for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, I think part of it, I think we had an interview with Eleanor Beaton and that was a great interview from, I don't know, almost a year ago, probably at this point, sometime in the fall. And I remember the three of us having this conversation about how we're not going to shake our rear ends for Mark Zuckerberg. And yet (laughs) here we are, you know, almost a year later. And I think we're, you and I are still in agreement that we are not going to shake our rear ends, but I love to dance. I'm not going to dance in front of my phone camera, like for our business, right? Like I will dance when I want to dance and I'm not doing it for that reason, because that's not authentic to me. It's not interesting to me. It should have no bearing on whether someone chooses to use our software platform, whether you and I are dancing in front of our phone cameras. Like that's insane to me. I also, we both have, I think, a reached agreement that we're not going to point. Like the pointing stuff, like that was not, there's no like TikTok was not invented for people to point randomly around them and then go add text captions to where they're pointing. Like that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I have no idea why that took off. And I think it's, that's something that's going to be like a trend that is seen as unpopular here pretty soon if it isn't already. So like we've agreed, like we're not going to do that because that feels ridiculous. Yeah. And I think this is part of like, there's got to be like an awareness of like, for sure your values and what you're willing to do and not do. So we've been looking at this for the last couple of weeks, like studying TikTok and Reels and what people are doing and trying to find examples of people that are doing it in a way that we would feel comfortable and love and effective, right? And when I now go into TikTok, everyone and Reels, they're sort of the same thing to me. Everyone's doing the same thing. Like, how is that okay with everyone? Like, you know, there's all these accounts that are like trend alert, use this sound, trend alert, 
say this thing and then show NBA basketball players immediately after. Like, I don't understand why anybody's like, oh my God, I have to do that because some random TikTok account is telling me that that's how I'm going to get followers. I also see this bizarre, these people are like, it's happening. And as their followers are growing and they don't necessarily have businesses, it's just like to get followers for the sake of followers. And I don't understand. And so there's this like strong dislike for the app, but you have to be a realist if you are an entrepreneur and if you're clients are on social media, then you have to figure out a way to be okay with all of this. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people want to have large followings for the same reason that they play Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch and try to like gather cartoon things for their desert island. <laughs> like, I think that like increasingly our lives are functioning like video games. And that's, I would say by design, I think that there are some people who are really smart and who understand psychology really well and have created products and systems that encourage us to live as if we're in video games. And I think building upon our like baseline kind of human response. So like, and some of it is probably pretty random and some of it is not. And I, and I think that it's hard when this is just your, your life and you're living in our modern culture. And especially with the last year and a half, a year plus of being in a pandemic where many people are spending more and more time looking at a screen than they have, you know, historically that it's easy to be I don't want to say manipulated because I feel like you're going to push back on me, but like, I think manipulated by whatever's trending. And I just think like, we don't often ask ourselves enough, like, is this really helpful? Is this meaningful? Is this really what I want to do? And it's not even about being effective. It's like, this is just like, you know, the herd is moving that way and I'm going along with it. I know. I agree with you that it is being manipulated. My argument to that is like, you don't have to be manipulated, the uninformed, the un, like if you're just kind of blank and not really thinking about things, yeah, sure, people are going to convince you to do point and whatever. And you know what, for those of you that do that for your marketing and you love it and it's working and it's fun for you, you know, go for it. I'm not saying that nobody should do that. It's just, it doesn't feel authentic to us. It feels ridiculous to us. But I think the manipulation side is like, you can only, if there is an awareness of what is happening, you get to decide. And many, many, many years ago, I had a cancer diagnosis and I faced like death, right? Like it was horrific and, and terrifying. And from that moment on, I'm constantly asking myself the question, like, do I want to spend the minutes of my life doing this? And the answer is no on social media. I don't want to do that. I, I will look, but I am also aware enough to be like, okay, that's enough. Right. And it, I don't want to spend an evening watching TikTok. Oh my God. I will go and figure it out, like as you've described, study it and figure out and use it for business, just like I figured out newspaper ads and radio ads, you know, 100 years ago, right? That's just like the tool, the path, the way that I get to the clients. But I personally will never spend an evening on TikTok. I do not want to spend my the minutes of my, like, and I think literally in minutes, like I don't want to spend those minutes of my life doing that. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we should talk about willpower because I can't stand it and I'm studying it and I still get sucked in. Like I just started like literally getting sucked in because it's, it's like triggering all of the things in our brains that cause us to get sucked into something. Right. So I was, I, I watched like, okay, what's gone viral in the last six months. And I was like studying it. Like, this is how we are, right? Like, I think you and I are kind of odd in that way that we're like, let's analyze like the social behavior behind behind why people are doing this thing with technology. And I was watching this, we'll post it in the show notes, this woman who had been catfished by her best friend at her wedding. And it's like some of you who are listening are going to know exactly what I'm talking about because this thing went viral. And it's this woman who's like best friend, like told her that um, this guy was going to show up at her wedding because she didn't have a date to the wedding. And, and like the guy was totally made up and this other character, he like ended up dating this other woman. And this like, anyway, this myth went on for 10 years. Like this girl was being catfished by her friend who was getting married for 10 years and then found out that the whole thing was made up. And then like, it kind of exploded. This woman's story exploded on TikTok. And there's like, she's become like a star because of this like 30 second TikTok she made. And then all these subsequent TikToks where she's explaining about being catfished. And then I was like, I don't know how long I was in that rabbit hole. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? I don't like, I don't even understand why I'm watching this anymore, but I, it was like somebody's personal story. And it's, you just, you don't get enough of a video for it to be boring, right? Because it's so quick and you're always left wanting more. Like there's always a cliffhanger. And so it is triggering all of those parts of our brains that are like, but wait to me, like I could, after a while, I was like, whoa, what am I doing? But, but there were probably 45 minutes that I was in that rabbit hole the other day Whereas I actually did not realize I was still like, I was, you know, when you you're watching like a movie or something, you kind of lose track of time. It was pure entertainment. And I, and, and then I was like, I don't want to spend my day doing this. Like, what am I doing this for? And so for me, I feel like that's maybe it's a willpower issue or a self-awareness issue, but I actually like for 45 minutes did not realize what I was doing and lost all of that time. There's a little bit of a difference. Like if you are being entertained and you're like listening to a story, it, it's exactly like, you know, you binge watch on Netflix or whatever. But for me, there's this other, when there's not, like I'd almost be okay if like there was an interesting story and I wanted to know how this turned out versus watching all these people try to duet on a shuffle dance or whatever. I'm just super proud that I know those two terms. And that is bad. Like, it's like not, in, it's not entertaining. Yeah. I didn't watch any of those things. And I, like, yeah, no, like I would, I enjoy watching the professional dancers do it. I think that is interesting, but there's other people who like, I just know that's just not going to happen. So I think it's, it's interesting if it's, if it's entertaining, but you kind of need to go into the awareness, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch TikTok and watch this story versus like watch nonsense for 45 minutes. There's a clear difference to me. Well, to be clear, I also watched all of this girl's like other videos <laughs> that weren't part of that story. Yeah. 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 Well, because I didn't know when right, she was right, going right. to be talking about it. So I, I did watch her sing and she was not lip singing. She was actually singing. She's a good singer. And I was, I was just like, who, is, what, this is some random woman. And I'm just like watching her entire TikTok library because I'm curious. And so millions of other people have also done this right. Based on her stats and TikTok, like her story is so fascinating that she's now gotten a huge audience. And so she should, if she's got something unique and a story to tell, I have issue where people are just copying each other. Yeah. Like that, totally. that is like 
that's the broken part for me. Why can't we watch TikTok of people doing unique things with their own stories, as you've just described that woman, instead of just copying what the trends are? Like, I just can't, that's like the puppet thing. Like someone's just making everyone jump in the same way for the same amount of time. And I really can't come to terms with that and refuse to do it. I mean, this to me is no different than like last summer's trend of everyone wearing like spandex bike shorts and tie-dye sweatshirts. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not going to wear spandex bike shorts because they're on trend. And like last summer, that's like, I don't know how many hundreds of posts and articles and things I saw where people are buying bike shorts, right? Like that was super trendy. And I think that trend is like, thankfully starting to wane, but it's, I was still at that point, I was still trying to talk you out of overalls last summer. Thank God, because I did not get on the spandex bike, but it's in the same thing with the tie dye, right? Like for me, like the inner hippie has never let go of the tie dye. I've always still had some tie dye, but like tie dye got, you know, blew up during the pandemic because everyone started tie dyeing everything. And it's just like, it's just, it's just like popular culture. And I think that that's what, what you're seeing is people are like, oh, this is popular. I'm going to participate. And, you know, if it's not something you want to do and you're like us and you're, you're doing it for business, I think you have to really look carefully at how much like popular culture and popular trends are dictating what you do. Cause they actually might not be the most effective way to market. Yeah, I, we've been following people on TikTok for like business accounts and <laughs> I I <laughs> I downloaded like the TikTok business guide and it was like the worst piece of crap I've ever seen on the internet. <laughs> it said post eight, seven to eight times on TikTok a day. And like, I think yeah. in, you know, you've, I've heard you say this a hundred times, like the issue is that we were in a business and that business is not teaching people how to use TikTok. That business is not about us being on video. There are other things we need to do to run the business. And when the marketing takes 50 to 80% of your time to record videos of yourself, I will find a different way. Okay. So I also think like there could be the conspiracy theory theorist in me is going to come out here and say like, there could be some intentionality behind this, right? We're all like, so online business and, and like small business has been exploding over the last decade. And it's this like very economically liberating tool that people have to kind of build wealth and make a life for themselves. And now we're all being put into the situation that in order to find success with that and have marketing success, we have to spend, a, you know, a huge percentage of our time dancing around in front of our, our phone cameras. Like that's taking away from all of the other time that we could be like doing productive strategic activities for our business. So like, there's a part of me that's like, wow, now we're being forced to spend our time doing this to have any kind of success. And, um, and like, real, like, was that really random? Okay. We can get into, we don't need to talk about Donald Trump on this podcast, but you know, like there was the whole idea of the U S like banning TikTok at the end of the Trump presidency. And there's like all these articles about TikTok being invented so that China could spy on the West and basically understand the the psychology and the behavior of people in the West. And like, so that's like way out there as a conspiracy theory, but there's a part of me. Yeah. But then China would just like turn it off because all the people in the West are doing the same damn thing. Like, like when you are controlling like what people are doing with their time and also have this like very clear window into their behavior, like it's a really powerful 
psychological tool, right? Like I, I don't believe necessarily that that's what's going on, but there's a part of me that's like, you know, how much manipulation is going on here? Who's really making these decisions? Is this really best for humanity? And I think we should always be asking ourselves those questions whenever something new is coming around. Like I ask myself, like, is this, is this good for people? Is this good for the planet? Is this good for future generations? I ask myself that about everything, right? About fashion, about airline travel, about anything in the world. And I think we, we are so reluctant to talk about things like that in our culture, but we should be. That's what I kind of love about us. I'm just going to say that out loud. That's what I love about us is you're like, I asked this, if this is good for humanity and my, like when you're saying that, I'm like, is that good for me as an individual? Like, so your brain is like, is this good for the planet? Is this good for culture? Is this good for humanity? And I'm like, we should all be asking, is this trend good for me and how I want to spend my life? And so I think maybe it's both, but yeah, I agree. It's both. That's interesting. That's interesting, Jenny. Uh, but I do think that people should question it, question everything and not just like blindly jump. And I think that's part of what is disgusting to me is that people like, are they really intentionally like deciding that this is what they're going to do today? Or, you know, and I just, I can't, I can't understand people like that. Well, I don't know people that do it for fun. Cause I'm like, I'm like a geriatric millennial and I don't know what, you know, like Gen Z people do TikTok for fun. And I don't know those people really, but I like from the business standpoint, we have a lot of clients and colleagues and friends in, in business. Right. And every single one that I personally have talked to about this cannot stand that this is going on. And so like, we are all like, I, I think you and I have held out a long time on participating in this trend because I, I wanted to see if it was really going to stick. And obviously now with, with Facebook and Instagram making this announcement, I don't believe that we have, I, I mean, you always have choice, but if we want to be effective at marketing without raising venture capital to compensate for the increased cost of showing a feed post to someone, I think we, you kind of have to play that game. But, uh, you know, I think we just need to be hyper aware that it's just, it's like, a, it's like a chess game, right? And like, we're watching and we're figuring out very carefully where to move our chess pieces and um, do, trying to be as intentional as we can about it. And that intentional piece is really important to, with our clients inner circle. So I think, I think where I've kind of landed and I know that a lot of people dislike social media and they just want to go and do their business and just like, you know, do the work of their business and kind of not market and, you know, state how much they hate social and so on. And I think that as business owners, we do need to kind of grow up a little bit and face reality as to you can turn away from marketing and just work on your business. However, you're not going to have any clients. There's always this constant, regardless if it was 1980 or 2021, you still need to top a funnel, find new, um, new people to invite into your world. And I think the reality is, is that everybody is on social media. There may, there's probably some odd businesses, you know, enterprise like stuff that, that don't need to use this, but by far the majority of women in business need to like some, you know, find a way that to make social work for them, because that is where people are. That is the most cost effective. I think I've said this before. It's like in 2002, when I had my retail store, if I just declared that I hate radio, I never listened to radio. I'm not going on radio. I never, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm missing out on the people that would, those, those radio ads were really effective. And I, just because my personal dislike, I'm not going to do it. Like we have to 
this is putting, you know, big girl pants on and like decide intentionally where you're going to market. And the smartest choice, the most effective choice in this day and age is to be on social media. Yeah, I think that's right. It, with the explicit goal of using it as a way to get people onto your email list. Because I, I always want to reiterate, like, neither of us believe that a social media following is worth anything in and of itself. Our email list is like many orders of magnitude larger than any of our social following accounts or put them all put together, to be honest, because we have optimized for email lists over social. However, social is a very effective path to get people onto an email list, which is how you market on the internet. I will say like you brought up enterprise and I will say <laughs> I'm extremely jealous of those businesses. And, and like, that is where, <laughs> that is like where my next venture will be because I don't want to dance around, you know, for Mark Zuckerberg. And I don't, I want to be kind of anonymous yeah, and like enterprise is so lucrative. So you don't have to do this, right? Like you can run a company and a business, like you can run a, a consulting firm or an enterprise SaaS company or something like that, where you don't have to have a presence on social. And that would be fine. Like you could just have a great LinkedIn and you're fine. And, um, but that's not, if you're listening to this show, that's probably not your business model. Maybe it would be helpful to discuss how we've kind of landed early days about how we're going to use this that works for our personalities and our values. Yes. Well, those rules, no pointing and no dancing, I think <laughs> are first and foremost, the strategy and like everything else is still kind of on the table. Yeah. And I mean, I think we're going to coach, right? Like we're going to share like what we do here on the podcast, like real bits of conversation and teaching and coaching and mentoring and ideas. Like I think if, if it's a tool for idea dissemination, um, we can do it. The hard part of it, it's also an entertainment driven tool. And so like we, I think we have to experiment with the, with the strategy of like how to make those things entertaining to people in like short sound bites, <laughs> but that's the challenge, right? Like that's the going to be yeah. the game. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it it did shift when we were like, okay, wait, we love podcasting. We like being intellectual. We like teaching and talking and sort of bringing up topics, making people think about them. So we could absolutely do that on Reels and TikTok. But then there there was this like, but how do I be funny? Or I'm not going to be funny. I'm not funny. Entertaining, you know, or quippy or quick. And it's like also such a short, uh, TikTok is now three minutes, but nobody watches three minute TikToks. Like we could easily do something for three minutes, but no one's going to get through it, right? So we have found a number of accounts of where they're just like talking and teaching. And I think we're going to be emulating that and kind of experimenting with pulling bits of our coaching from the inner circle, as well as maybe some podcast um, little clips and so on. It's not going to be hilarious though, really, Jenny, let's be honest. We're not very funny. I think mm -hmm. maybe if we were in the same city, like in the same town and we actually could be in person. I think we're kind of funny together in person if we, even if we don't mean to be, but like us by ourselves, well, you're a little funny. I'm like not funny. I'm like really, really like the least funny person. I have no sense of humor, which is maybe funny, but <laughs> I really like, I like to make fun of you yeah. about that. So yeah, that's funny. Right? That's how that's I can funny. be entertaining. I'll make yeah. fun of Jenny. Yeah. That's and my daughter awesome. loves it when you make fun of me. She thinks you're the funniest person on the planet. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what we're going to try, right? So you can watch and see us like fail and have fun and play yeah, around with it. Come follow us on TikTok. <laughs> come follow us on. I think there's one video there. But you know, honestly, I sent, so we we keep sending each other like accounts to follow and stuff. And when I found this woman who was doing foraging, I like finally realized like, okay, I can do this because there are people who are not, 
like she's not humiliating herself. Like she's just being her and she's kind of funny and she's like finding mushrooms and like pointing them out. And she's kind of funny how she talks about it. And that's fine. Like that to me is just like, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing I'm already doing. It's an interest. It's interesting. Yeah. And she's sharing her interest and her, her like love for something. And you can do short form video about that. And actually like in a way that's kind of a relief, right? Because I also follow like YouTube channels about foraging and those videos are like very long. And so it's like, ah, okay, I can see the value in this. And I can see how this is like a way to expose more people to something that maybe they're not exposed to. And it's like really easy to just hit record on your phone, you know, and film what you're doing. That's fine. Yes. And I think, I think that's, yeah, that's fine. part of the key too, is like finding that little bubble within TikTok that is as, of interesting things is when I first got the account, which is like a couple weeks ago, opened it up. It was like day in the life of strippers, like over and over. And I'm like, what the, where did I search day in the life and strip like Google what like, what is oh that? God. And then it was like the man in like the Baywatch with like pubic hair, fake pubic hair coming out of his, was, I'm like, it's I just shut awful. it down. I'm like, I'm not going on this platform. That was my first introduction. <laughs> I should do a TikTok about that. My first two things I saw on TikTok oh when God. I opened the app made me want to run and hide. But, but yeah, once you, you start like, you know, hashtag feminist business, like how, you know, it's still so boring. It's really boring, I Sandy. want to hear other people so are saying. Boring. And so I've sort of, you know, adjusted somewhat the algorithm so that I do not see men with fake pubic hair. I see like all the guinea pigs. Why did I it see go like, to that with me? I see like ah. the cats. I don't know. I, well, cause I think I opened it the first time and was like, <gasps> and then just typed in cats. Like I think, and so now I just well, see better. all the cat accounts and I was like, which is fine, which is totally fine. Cause that's what the internet is best at. But, um, I don't want to see any of those things. Like, honestly, like just, it's just horrifying to me. And you know what? Here's the thing. The good thing is it'll change. Like this is a trend. Hopefully it's not worse. Like the next thing coming, I predict that there's going to be sort of a backlash yeah, against this I, because I, I do think that I there think is so. still a love so. for Instagram and photo sharing. And I think that that's like such a, that's such a sad change, you know, for so many people who just, who don't use it for business even, but really like stay in touch with their community and their friends and family through photo sharing. I think that, that that's such a beautiful tool in that way. And so I hope that that doesn't go away. Yeah, I think so. And I think also the trend of like <laughs> all this pointing and like, if everyone's, it's not going to continue. Like, I think this is a little bit of a blip for sure. Oh God. I hope it's the really dumb. Yeah. And I watched like some tutorials on how to do it right in that. Like most of the tutorials are like, just record batch record a bunch of these videos of like you kind of bopping your head and pointing to music that you like, and then figure out what words to put in those places later. I was like, really? Like, and, and like who decided that this was a good idea? It's embarrassing to watch any of that. Like it's, it's, it's terribly embarrassing. You know, Jenny, I think that we don't have time to do Ma Mark Manson. So let's leave that for another podcast. Do you want to work into a joy and hustle? I got a joy. Oh, I have the joy too. So no, I have the joy. We're kind of screwed. Two joys two and no joys. hustle today. Two joys, no hustle. All right, hustle. you go so first. That's funny. Like we we're kind of funny. That was funny. I don't think we're very funny. <laughs> okay. Can I just talk about this new cookbook that my sister-in-law introduced to me while she was visiting? It's called Nothing Fancy by Allison Roman. Page by page, I am making 
everything in it. It is super simple ingredients, very, very fast. The salads are amazing. She is like, it's like, it's truly like nothing fancy. And she's all about like entertaining and having people over and just, it's nothing fancy and involving people to cook and help. I don't know. I like, thank you, Dana. I just, it's like the best thing for me right now. I have just so enjoyed every single, it was our first, let me just say this. My uh, brother and sister, Londana came to Calgary to my dad's farm. And if you follow me on TikTok, you'll see all sorts of stories from the farm. And do you see how I did that? Okay. But they came, they visited and it was, you know, post pandemic was the first time we were able to see them. And my brother and Dana, they made the most beautiful meal all from Alison Roman's book, Nothing Fancy. It was every single thing was absolutely delicious. And so I think there's also this like marker in time of like our first sort of social family meal post pandemic. And it was so special. And I just highly recommend it nothing fancy. Mm, good. I'm going to check that out. Okay. Well, my joy is underwear. You have to make I it feel fun. like we've oh, right, said that because <laughs> granny panties, what? granny oh. underwear is my because, because no, honestly, like there was actually a New York times article this week about my underwear. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to share this with everyone because it is, it is like a subculture thing happening. It's called arc a R Q. And it is like a revival of like high-waisted underwear. And I started using these under like buying these underwear a while ago. Cause I, I, I cause I am a trend spotter and I've been watching this trend for like two years. And then I was like, you know what? I'm really like, at first I thought they were horrifying. And then oh, I, and then the you know how some of underwear, remember you, they're so expensive. Yeah. And I just reordered, I just ordered like $300 of underwear and I'm going to get more, like, I'm going to get more every month until I have like a house full of this underwear, because now I'm wearing like the tankini things and like an underwear and I love it. I'm never going back. I swear it is the most, like, if I could just walk around in this underwear all day, this is all that I would do. It is the most comfortable thing I've okay. ever put on my body. All right. So look, this is way better than Mark Manson's article right here. Okay. So like, honestly, it's, like it's so good. I'm looking at the website. It is so, and there's no elastic bands. Like the cotton has like some stretch in it. So they, they make the bands by just folding it over and sewing. So it's so comfortable. Wait, there's no elastic you mean? There's no elastic because like there's something in the cotton itself. It's organic cotton. It's all like, like dyed naturally, like toxin free. It is you have to order a pair of this and try it. It is the best under size down size down is my recommendation. The underwear, it's $28 us a pair. So it's not cheap, but people say that it lasts like lasts for years and years. And anyway, there's no going back. It is very high waisted. Okay. Like it is we above do- the belly button, high waisted. Okay. So you have the high rise undies. Yes. Yeah. That's the only underwear they sell. They have like like different bras and tank tops and stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But it is one kind of underwear. It's a, yeah, it's a gal in Portland who started the company. They did 7.5 million in revenue last year. I'm following them. Like I'm, I love this company. I think they're incredible. And, um, I just encourage everyone to check it out. Like it is worth the $28 for a pair of underwear and they recommend line drying. Although the article that I read in the New York times recently had some, um, people in the comment feature. I actually read the comments in the New York times. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but people are saying that they're putting it in the dryer on low heat and it's still fine. So for what it's worth size range is like phenomenal. It's amazing. 
size okay, down. Ordering. I don't know if I, I had it. to make a second order because I, I ordered too big at first. So if any doubt size down, they're extremely comfortable. It is like wearing spanks, but cotton all day. It, I, I mean, you couldn't wear this with like low rise jeans or something because it would be like five inches yeah, above yeah, your yeah. jeans. Who wears low rise jeans these days? I mean, I think there are some people that probably do, but I don't. Anyway, ARC shoparc.com. We'll put all the links. I'll find the link to the um, New York Times article and put it in the show notes as okay. well. Cause it's like this cultural phenomenon that granny panties are back and I'm all, I'm here for it. Okay. And I'm going to figure out if it ships to Canada. Okay. I love it. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. That was so fun. We're so funny. We are. Hilarious. Oh my God. We should do a TikTok about our granny panties, except for no one will buy anything from us <laughs> because we did that. <laughs> I'm not saying to show them. I'm just saying to talk about them. Okay. I'm not showing anyone my underwear. Don't worry. I'm going to put them on with some low rise jeans and say, Jenny suggested I buy these underwear. It's not here. That is one way to go viral on TikTok. Maybe that's, maybe that will make people want to sign up for our software. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, probably would work. All right. Thank you, Jenny. We'll talk to you. All right. See you next week. Bye. Hey, before you go, if you enjoy listening to our podcast and you know that your future involves teaching or coaching online, check out our Inner Circle experience. It's where we take these concepts, women in business, money, online business strategy, mindset, feminism, and help our clients take their expertise and transition it to an online offering. It's a one-year program with high-touch strategy and mindset coaching, online business courses, and the best community on the internet. To apply, head over to theinnercircle.works, fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe you're a great fit, you'll receive access to a private advanced training on creating a profitable online business and all the program details. Go to theinnercircle.works to learn more.